Hi, welcome back to The Savvy Psychologist. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson, your host for a happier, healthier mind. On the show, I'll help you meet life's challenges with evidence-based research, a sympathetic ear, and zero judgment. We'll use the best of psychology to help you be happy, relaxed, and most importantly, yourself. Today, we'll talk about talking to yourself. It's a question I often get that falls into the is this normal bucket. Is it normal to talk to myself? In short, yes. Talking to oneself isn't just for preschoolers and wild-eyed conspiracy theorists. Consider these scenarios. Trying to remember what you needed at the store. Working to stay calm when something makes you angry. Rehearsing asking for a raise or a date. Calculating a tip or other mental math. Looking for your lost phone. Peering into a jammed photocopier. Or trying to psych yourself up for a race or a game. These, to name a few, are the times we talk to an audience of none. In fact, talking to oneself is universal. It's so common that it has a name, private speech. And some scientists devote their entire careers to the phenomenon. Most research on private speech is done with kids aged 2 to 7, among whom private speech is just a part of normal development. At first, kids talk to themselves just to play with words and express emotion. But gradually, their self-talk becomes more directed. Kids begin to narrate tough tasks like learning to tie their shoes. They'll say, now the rabbit goes into the hole, or make comments to themselves like, I did it, or this is hard. It's kids' external version of thought, truly thinking out loud. Next, as kids get older, they may mutter, whisper to themselves, or move their lips without sound. But finally, with time, the speech goes silent and is internalized as thought. But whether private speech is loud or whispered, it helps kids guide their actions and solve problems, which in turn advances their development. Now, just because you can tie your shoes without narration doesn't mean you have to stop talking to yourself. Indeed, the need to talk to ourselves sticks around for a lifetime. It pops back up to the surface whenever we learn new things or find ourselves in a difficult situation. The few studies on private speech in teens and adults bear this out. First, private speech remains common beyond childhood. In one study on private speech in adults, participants learned six different computer tasks of varying degrees of difficulty. Every single person, 100% of the adults in the study, talked to him or herself at least once during the tasks, and over 80% of them talked to themselves during all six tasks. Second, private speech remains helpful. In another study, The private speech of adolescents was recorded as they took an exam. Private speech that included self-guidance or description went along with the highest test scores. The take-home lesson is that when kids or adults talk themselves through difficult tasks, performance improves. There is some controversy as to whether performance improves immediately or whether it takes a while for the self-coaching to add up. But either way, it has a positive influence. So how does this translate to real life? Allow me to offer not only reassurance that talking to yourself is permissible, but also a few strategies to make it work for you. Number one, I see what you're saying. Next time you're searching the supermarket shelves, name what you're looking for. A 2012 study found that speaking the name of a familiar object influences visual processing and actually makes you better at finding the object. If you feel like messing with yourself, try saying the name of a different object while you're looking. It's been shown to trip you up. 
Number two, say it, learn it. When tackling something new, like assembling IKEA furniture or studying for a Spanish quiz, go ahead and talk yourself through it. Hearing yourself say it becomes another form of input and helps you learn in multiple ways. Number three, let kids talk. In a study of preschoolers and private speech, kids were asked to do a task twice. One time, they were encouraged to talk to themselves, while the other time, they were asked to stay quiet. Performance was better when the kids talked themselves through tasks, and the researchers concluded that teachers should allow and even encourage kids to talk to themselves during problem-solving. So follow suit and allow the little ones in your life to do the same. Number four, idiot. A problem with talking to yourself arises if your commentary is both personal and negative. Zingers such as, I am so stupid, or come on, you idiot, don't help anyone. Plus, I'm willing to bet your reaction doesn't really match whatever you're berating yourself for. I'll also bet you wouldn't say the same thing to a friend. If you hold a double standard, hard on yourself, forgiving of others, allow yourself some kindness. And perhaps it's not really even you talking, but someone critical or abusive from your past whom you've internalized. So next time you tell yourself off, note it. Then, treat yourself as you would anyone else, with compassion and respect. Take a deep breath and keep talking, and allow yourself to refute your own worst critic. Number five, does that make me crazy? A final note. Folks have often asked me if talking to themselves means they're going crazy because they see quote-unquote crazy people on the street doing the same thing. These unfortunate souls most likely have a diagnosis of schizophrenia, a chronic yet treatable illness that has many symptoms, including interpreting reality in an abnormal way, such as hallucinations or delusions, disorganized behavior, and often isolating oneself or dropping out of life in general. It can be terrifying and disorienting to experience schizophrenia, so seek out a qualified mental health provider if you're concerned for yourself or a loved one. In the absence of other symptoms, however, talking to yourself is not a cause for alarm. Finally, let me offer two extra facts. One, like a song stuck in your head, you may get words stuck in your head, lines from movies, silly phrases, old conversations, and you may find yourself muttering them, much like you may sing snippets from the Miley Cyrus song playing at the gas station. Not a problem. Second, it's okay to replay. Not only is there nothing wrong with rehearsing what you want to say in the future, it's completely normal to rehash what you wish you had said in the past. All in all, private speech can be used to replay conversations you had or wish you had. Indeed, who hasn't come up with a witty retort to some jerk 24 hours later? Motivate yourself, like, I can do this. Keep yourself on track, like, I do not need this cookie. Narrate what you're doing, my keys were just here. Comment on what's happening, well, this sucks. Comfort yourself, it's okay, it's okay, it's okay. Or express discontent, yuck. So think of talking to yourself as a tool to coach yourself through a challenge or just to narrate your own experiences. In any case, treat yourself with respect, and you may just find you enjoy your own company. Thanks for listening. I'm Dr. Ellen Hendrickson. I love to hear from listeners, so keep in touch on the Savvy Psychologist Facebook page or on Google+. A transcript of the podcast and references for the studies I mention are always available on quickanddirtytips.com. 
Finally, Remember the Savvy Psychologist is strictly for informational purposes and does not substitute for psychiatric care or psychotherapy by a licensed professional. So please do right by yourself and your loved ones and always seek a licensed physician or psychologist in your area for all mental health-related questions. Thanks for listening and see you next week for a happier, healthier mind. Are you tired of the constant battle with anxiety and panic? I've got a podcast that I think you'll love. It's called The Anxiety Coaches Podcast, where the host, Gina, gives you your weekly dose of tranquility and inspiration. Two new episodes drop weekly, packed with practical tips and lifestyle changes to help you calm that racing heart and bring peace back into your life. So if you're ready to bid farewell to sleepless nights and constant worry, tune into the Anxiety Coaches podcast and embark on a journey towards lasting calmness and a life free from anxiety's grip. Remember, it's not just a podcast, it's a lifeline. Join Gina on the Anxiety Coaches podcast and let her soothing words be the balm your nervous system needs. Listen in and start your path to healing today. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast.com because healing begins the first time you listen.